0: Welcome to the podcast where we discuss about robotics and automation along with that we also learn how we can win in the game of life for today's session of the unsung heroes and history which is a new series that we are going to launch but I know that I didn't give you the promotion so early. But wait, this is not the series that I was talking about. There is one more coming in the coming days, that is on 1st of January. So what does this series mean all about? This series will bring you some traditions and myths regarding the cultures and traditions in Karnataka. Also. There might be some famous people who will be included in the part of the history. So in this episode, let us understand about the roots of Bhutakola and also why women are not allowed to go in sacred places. Bhutakola, also known as devil worship or the worship of Daivas, Bhutas or, demigods is an ancient custom practiced by the Tulu speaking community in Karnataka's Dakshina Kannada district and Kerala's Kasaragod Taluk, collectively known as Tulu Nadu, while it is known as Tayam in Kerala. Bhutakola, a highly stylized version of ritual dance of the spirit impersonator and Yakshagana, a fine tradition that creates a world of divine and supernatural beings with all the paraphernalia of costumes, makeup, music, dance and dialogue, are the two great arts of coastal Karnataka. People also thought that some of the gods were too strict and extreme in the ancient world on the other hand pleasing god brought prosperity while offending god brought disasters on the other the preceding idea was still present in the contemporary indian beliefs where saturn is viewed in the same light as the loving mother the child is punished when he makes a mistake but when he obeys he gets a lot of love. The extreme influence of the spirits or gods can be referred to the form of the Vedas and Upanishads which had begun to take shape by that time. So, when did Bhutakola originate? This custom traces all the way back to 700-800 to 800 BC harmonizing with the movement of early Tulu clans who presented the underlying religions of Burmer, likewise articulated as Birmer or Burmeru and Panjurli In Mangalore, Bhutakola is a type of spirit dance that is performed by locals between December and January. However, the Bhutakola of Mangalore has no ancestry. However, it appears that Bhutakola will always be a part of Mangalore's social and cultural life. In addition, it is believed that the Bhutas or spirits they are worshipped during the festival. And they are the guardians of the village and safeguard the villagers and their livestock from evil forces. In point of fact, The spirits that the villagers venerate are thought to be Lord Shiva's attendants. In this context, it is important to note that Kola is a type of Bhuta worship which includes entertainment, inspiration, and devotion. How did Bhuta Kola find the significant relevance in history? India's caste system had already developed by that time. An annual festival with multiple stages is the Bhuta Kola in Mangalore. The festival begins with the cutting of plantains and then there is a cockfight, the appearance of the Bandara, the raising of the flag, a casual invitation, applying makeup, wearing the Gagra and other events. The Bangaloreans sing a traditional song known as Padanas during the ceremony. The Bhutta cult's birth and expansion are chronicled in these narrative epics. As a result, it is clear that the Bhuta Kola is at the centre of village life in Mangalore. The Bhuta Kola mostly follows the religious beliefs of Mangalore's rural community. In a way, the Bhuta Kola is a place where community life is celebrated. Let us have a bit more discussion about the Bhutas or the Daivas. The terms a Bhutakola is performed to appease and solicit assistance from the spirits, remaining an ancient ritual of spirit worship. And Daiva both refer to a class of supernatural spirits while Kola refers to the ceremony of the Bhutha. Such ceremonial types of love stay as old practices expected from the gifts of the unworldly. In the Daivasana, these Daivas are typically kept in the form of idols. Jumandi, Jumandi Banta, Kalurthi, Kalkuda, Gudiga and Panjurli are among the most prominent Daivas. Daivas answer prayers with the utmost sincerity, but they should also be worshipped and treated with the utmost care and respect. At any rate, their anger is inherited to be exceptionally perilous on the off chance that they get injured. In contrast, they will safeguard and bless the people and location where they are revered and honoured. What are the arrangements that are made in order to perform a Bhuta cola? Professionals primarily from the lower castes of society typically carry out these Daivas. They are dedicated to perform Kola, have experience doing so and are paid for it. And during kola, it is believed that the person performing it experiences the real daiva spirit for a brief moment, allowing them to predict or foresee the future. They are worshipped with dignity and respect. In the daivasana, also known as sana in a local jargon, where only men and young women are permitted. are typically kept in the form of idols ladies are not permitted inside the sana i have not personally visited any Bhutakola, kola but i have heard my friends telling that it is really powerful but in what sense in the Bhutakola, kola people come with their normal life problems and they want some solutions regarding it or maybe their family is going through a distress and they want some answers what might be the main cause or the source of this problem and they present these problems with the daiva and he comes with a solution such that it solves their problem and whatever things that they were facing goes away and i believe bhutakola kola is very powerful coming to the next myth that why ladies are not permitted into the sauna or it could be to any sacred place. Since I've researched about it for a long time, I got different kinds of responses from it and things like because of their hair or because of some changes or they bring bad spirits and so on so on so on. So regarding that discussion, there are many things that you can take or consider as a myth. But after research, what I found, there is one strong thing which I do believe it might be that factor which plays why ladies are not allowed to permit into some holy places. Uh, the main reason is because we know as ladies, they go under a period of menstruation, And during that period, there is a lot of loss of blood and also they lose their energy as well. So that is the period where ladies are really strong and I respect it. So in the ancient times, it was believed that when ladies were having these menstruation periods, they did not have proper care and proper facilities like how we have sanitary napkins right now. So because of that, elderly people used to tell that it is not good and it is better that these ladies would stay at home and also at their place such that these things doesn't happen and as we care about the ladies' health, That is why our ancestors have told them to stay at home. So this could be one of the reason why ladies are not allowed to enter these sacred places. Apart from that, as I told you that there are many other reasons and it is your belief that what you want to learn or what you think it might be right. So I hope you have understood some new information and also about the culture of our land. So I hope you have got some value from this session. Or maybe you have learned some new things which you can go and share it to your people. The main reason I want to share it with you is because people are not aware of what happens in their surrounding. So I hope this podcast will help you to grow and learn about yourself and also what happens in your surrounding regions. So until next time, stay safe and tears.